Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. Uh, today's episode, we are doing our very first edition of the Start and Sits for Week One. Uh, it's going to be a great episode today. It is just me and Coach Jibs. What is going on, Jibs? What it do? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I just uh, realized my phone's about to die, and I definitely Ooh. need it for something. So, um, other than that, football's back, baby. Yes, that is true. I can't wait tonight. Got a couple hours to go before the Dallas Cowboys and the Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, go at it. And before we get into some starting sits for the night, obviously there is the big breaking news, obviously, that just dropped probably in the last hour. Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters, likely both torn ACLs. Uh, it is not 100% confirmed yet, but at this point, it's, it's you see the writing on the wall. It seems at this point, Gus Edwards is pretty much going to be done this season with a torn ACL, which that is three season-ending injuries here, Jibs. How devastated are you about this news? Uh, I'm quite devastated. I definitely thought Gus Edwards was going to be a candidate like we saw in the last show. I was definitely a big believer in him, but uh, the Ravens... It's going to be a weird bunch of group. Like I don't know who's going to be the main guy with all the names that's been flying around and the roster. I mean, the available running backs that are on the roster. So um, maybe more uh, rushing yards for Lamar Jackson, maybe 1,500 this year. Yeah, that, that could be the case <laughs> for sure. It could be a maybe it's a 2000-2000 kind of season for Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, to be honest, I'm getting a little scared to even own Lamar Jackson, all these uh, ACL injuries here. Um, I hope it's not a trend Ooh. that continues putting into the season here. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. Gus Boss, I was ready to ride that train for sure. Uh, it seems at this point it's all unlikely that he's out for the season at this point. But, you know, we got to talk about who's left over this mayhem there. Uh, you could start with Taysom Williams. The undrafted rookie out of this year's draft class uh, would assume to be the guy who takes the at least the week one mantle uh, because obviously he knows the playbook more than anyone. Uh, they did just sign Trent Cannon, but he's a special teams guy. And then two guys on the practice squad right now. Obviously, we know Le'Veon Bell's there. Uh, he's, you could say, I guess, past his age, uh, as we've seen over the last few seasons now. But uh, Devontae Freeman did just sign there uh, on the practice squad. So that's also interesting. He had some, I guess, okay moments with the Jets, the Giants last year. Uh, it wasn't anything to brag about, but, you know, you have two, at one point, really, really good running backs in fantasy on the practice squad. Now, uh, there is a report that Freeman is likely to jump to the active roster uh, for this game on Sunday here or Monday. Uh, but, Jibs, I mean, if you had to pick one up, because you would assume that Williams, for the most part, um, is – probably drafted or picked up at this point, but it, who would you rather have Bell or Freeman right now? I'm going with Bell. I think he'll be more versatile, even as bad as it sounds comparing the two at their 
um, high age, but uh, Bell didn't get that much wear and tear. I guess neither of them got much wear and tear last year, but I, I like how uh, I think Bell could be more versatile in the offense and maybe with the scheme they run. I know they like do like zone running scheme, so I think Le'Veon will suit better than then going up north and south running, but I think Le'Veon got more tread on the tires. That's what I'm basically saying. He sure freaking does. Um, I, I, pro- I honestly might go Freeman. Honestly, I might go make some changes. I just, I just added Bell in like all my leagues that I could. Uh, but I might make a switch to Freeman. To be honest, uh, why? I just feel like Freeman. I, I feel like he fits the the scheme better. Personally, honestly, I feel like Bell's approach as he kind of waits to find the hole. Uh, it just, I just don't see that's what the Ravens kind of do on that offense there. I, you know, you see J.K. Dobbins attack the hole. You see Gus Edwards run through the hole there. Uh, Freeman, I think, can do that, and I think it fits a little bit better there. Again, I think both, I think, are worth picking up right now if you can. Um, I, I Again, it, it's not – I wouldn't – would you bank a lot of money if you're playing in a fab league on these guys right now? Nah, because they're probably on waivers now. <laughs> <laughs> if well, they're running but um, unlike some of our leagues that we play in but there are fab leagues out there it depends like if you're the gus edwards learner you're definitely going to want to just kind of throw money on something just to kind of bolster your lineup back again but i'm not going anything higher than 10 percent. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would even like maybe seven will be my seven <laughs> percent will be my max but like uh uh, I'm not really dabbling that much. I, I yeah. know like a lot of them have been picked up or doing their thing now. Well, if you're in leagues with me and Jibs, you would know that me and Jibs probably have all these players already on our roster in the last hour. So <laughs> if if I didn't pick somebody up, Jibs did. And if Jibs didn't pick someone else, I likely did. So uh, don't play in le- leagues with me and Jibs because we, we will scaver the waiver wires very quickly as things go down. But uh yeah it's 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 unfortunate what's going on here with these ravens team i mean williams seems to be the guy right now it could very much change the bell of freeman i mean there's this latavius murray out there you know todd Gurley had made an appearance at some point you know people asking me already about latavius murray and i'm just like he hasn't signed yet you you can't say that he's gonna go there he might not go there i know he's got you know name recognition and everything like that but he just might not go there so um Again, I heard that Murray is waiting until after the, you know, the week one game. So he might end up signing there afterwards. It's possible. But again, if you have roster spots, you're throwing up dark throws because we really just have no idea who's going to actually make the active roster by Monday. You know that Taysom Williams is on the active roster. So he's the main guy right now until told otherwise. We could be talking differently about this come week two. But if right now Williams is the guy. And in week two, it could either be Freeman, it could be Bell, it could be Gurley, it could be Murray, who knows. But uh, yeah, you take your shots on whoever you like the best. Honestly, it's it's just grabbing for straws right now at whoever's going to be the next guy that steps up there uh, in Baltimore. So it's unfortunate. Uh, but, yeah, you know, again, things happen. So uh, it's time to get into week one now, guys. And, you know, we have our start and sits now. Week one starts and sits. You know, we're going to try to do things a little differently each week or so. Or I'm going to at least try to make it so that we give you guys as much content in a shorter period of time. We're not going to be here talking for an hour and like 20 minutes that, um, you know, we used to do in the off season. It's going to be a little bit shorter. So you guys get as much information as possible to start the season here. So uh, we're going to get right into it here. So Jibs. I'll let you start first. Who's your QB sleeper of the week? 
I am going with Baker Mayfield, and he is never my first choice, especially coming off of your draft season and it's week one and all of that stuff. But if you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who's playing a stiff defense like the Washington football team, you might want to consider the Baker Mayfield. Um, I know he typically doesn't have that much volume as a passer, typically pleating like with the low dirty ranges per game, but I think them facing the Chiefs, the Browns facing the Chiefs this week, they're going to have to keep up and throw this game. We saw Baker Mayfield when the Browns weren't playing in tornadoes, windstorms, and all that good stuff have a decent uh, end to the season last year. I think he could kind of keep that up with, um, I guess, some more weapons, especially uh, having Odell Beckham back, but I don't know if he's going to be playing a full snap, but still having another weapon like that, I think he could um, have a good shot to get at least 21 fancy points and that's like for four point per pass and touchdown that's why i typically play but i think he get to the 21 point plateau this week as oh, yeah. a uh, streamer sorry no no i mean it's it's put up our shutout for baker week one so we're gonna see how good baker really is and he i think he has the matchup to do it so i like that jibs uh my qb sleeper of the week is gonna be zach wilson I mean, there's a ton of guys I could have probably picked from, but uh, Zach Wilson to me, uh, again, if you guys haven't been listening to our podcast, you know, I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson's game overall. uh, And he's got the weapons around him and he's got the matchup. That's I think pretty good for him to start his, you know, rookie career off of outside of, you know, Trevor Lawrence, but uh, you know, the Carolina Panthers defense last season, you know, they weren't the best against quarterbacks and they weren't a team that really caused a lot of turnovers. And with Zach Wilson's ability to be very accurate with the football, the weapons he has, like Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, uh, even Tyler Croft is an interesting guy. I expect Zach Wilson to be able to thrive week one as they kind of have a revenge game with Sam Donald. And this could be a game that's low-key high scoring in it. And Zach Wilson could be a big benefit. So if you're looking for a QB streamer or just a sleeper in just week one, I think Zach Wilson is someone who's very cheap and likely no one is going after this week one. And it could end up putting a really big fantasy game up for you. And then Jeb, as we go over to the bus now, someone that we kind of, is kind of high on the list, but we kind of don't like for this week. Who do you got? I like the way you put it this week. It's not like just the plain old bus, but my guy is Josh Allen. Don't hate me for it. Uh, I just love playing with fire. And like you said, it's not a theoretical bus, but I'm just tempering my expectations this week. I believe the Steelers defense is good. They just paid TJ Watt the bag. So, you know, he's going to be playing on uh, Sunday. And um, I know the Steelers lost some of their linebackers and a little bit of the defensive line been from last year, but I think, Josh Allen will still make plays running the ball, which will keep him as a viable fantasy starting option. I don't think he's going to finish top three this week. But um, the Steelers didn't even allow a quarterback to score 20 fantasy points last year in four point per passing touchdown leagues. And they didn't even throw for 300 yards. So that kind of has like a little standard indicator right there. I just don't think Josh Allen's it for this week for a high quarterback finish. All my Josh Allen shares will be very disappointed if that's happening. You're gonna be disappointed. You yeah. won't get. You won't get your. You're gonna get your money. Don't worry. He'll give me like 17, but he might. You know, it's a tough matchup. So just take that in mind there for sure. Uh, for me, guys, my QB bust of the week is I forget who I had. Oh, Justin Herbert. Duh. Uh, he plays the Washington football team right now. Uh, you know, there's some cool names that they have out there for the Washington football team. There's like 18, eight left. Uh, the Washington football team is one of them. Uh, it's just kind of funny. I think the Red Hogs, like there's some interesting names out there. But uh, going back to Justin Herbert here, I mean, 
Yeah, Justin Herbert was a big surprise last year. And, you know, the talks right now, Austin Eckler possibly not playing in week one could definitely be an indicator where it might be a bad week for Justin Herbert to start the season here. Defenses know about him now. They know how to get to him if they need to. They know how to keep him off on his toes. And, you know, this Washington football team was really good at stopping quarterbacks last year. And if anything, they've just gotten their young team that's gotten even better. Uh, so if you're looking to start Justin Herbert, he may end up disappointing you a bit and put up numbers where you aren't to your likings here. Uh, so just keep that in mind. If you're looking to start him, he could end up putting a very mediocre game up that doesn't give him a top 12 QB finish this week. So, And Jibs, uh, let's, let's talk about a couple other ones. Let's say, you know, last year we did like, you know, it was this player or that player, but just give us like a couple more starts and a couple more sits that you kind of like at the QB position. Honestly, I like Stafford this week. Going against the Lions, I believe. No, that's wrong. No, he's, he was on the Lions. But yeah, he was on the Lions. against the Bears. He knows the Bears. the Bears. Oh, yeah. I'm still sticking with that. I think Hurt, Jalen Hurts is an unbelievable matchup against the Falcons this week. Um, some low-tier guys, Trevor Lawrence against Houston. And then same same game, I think Tyler Taylor could have a game because Jacksonville's defense didn't improve either. So um, those would be some sleepers and some um, good starts. Sits, uh, Kirk Cousins, I think Cincinnati's Bengals defense improved a little bit. Dak Prescott, I'm kind of iffy on that Tampa Bay defense and how he hasn't really, really played much this season. But those are my two. I think uh, everyone else is above that. It's basically some pretty good starts. Uh, and I get to mention Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Sorry for not saying hi earlier, my friend. Appreciate you always tuning in for our show, man. Uh, but and a couple other guys that we just want to mention real quick. My on my side here are some more like you know low key sleepers. You know Sam Donald revenge game. The Jets you know were one of the worst last year against the pass, and their secondary isn't that anything to brag of. Uh, Jimmy G could be an interesting one, but again that could be more of a uh, could be a, I can't think of the word I really want to use, but it could be a dis- disappointment. It's not the right word I wanted to use, but. I mean, the matchup, it looks great, but it could be a game where they're just running the ball constantly. So Jimmy G could be another guy. Uh, on the flip side, on more of a sit, sit scenario right now, uh, my boy Tua. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping he breaks the trend, obviously, as a Dolphins fan, but we know Bill Belichick is a tough guy to play against, and he will find a way to ravel you up on the on the defensive side of the ball here. And it could not be a great game for Tua to start off his 2021 season. So that's, in terms of fantasy, it might not be a great start there. So... All right, so heading over to the RB position now. Going back to some sleepers here, Jibs. Who's your sleeper of the week at the RB position? Jamal Williams. And um, mm-hmm. this one is just, just because DeAndre Swift hasn't really practiced or played much during the preseason, and he's been hampered by a hamstring injury, which is never really good to start off the season. By the way, I don't think we got into the Austin Eckler thing. But um, – He's been cleared by his coach, and he still has a tough matchup in the 49ers. And I still don't have confidence that DeAndre Swift will be like a workhorse or have a significant rushing attempt edge over Jamal Williams. So I think Jamal Williams could definitely uh, lighten the load a bit, get a little bit more touches than DeAndre Swift and could be a viable flex option if the situation gets worse. And if DeAndre Swift happens to go out for the game, you obviously know what you're going to get. You're going to get at least a high-end RB, too. So um, that's how I feel about it, and that's my sleeper for the week. 
no, I, I like that sleeper a lot there. I think that could be a, a really big, uh, uh, it could be big because I feel like they're going to have to, I feel like they're going to try to rely on the, the veteran more over DeAndre Swift, honestly, this week. It could be that way. Uh, I'm not thrilled about DeAndre Swift in week one, to be honest, but I think Jamal Williams could end up doing something really special on his end there. But uh, my sleeper of the week is a guy we kind of mentioned already, but I think it needs to be set out there. Taysom Williams, uh, the now starter for the Baltimore Ravens now going against the Las Vegas Raiders. This, he's going to see 15 carries. He's going to see the carries in week one. He may not be the starter come week two. Who knows? But in week one, you're going to get your bang for your buck for a guy like Taysom Williams. Uh, the man played really well during preseason there. I mean, he he looked really good. And there was a reason he stuck on the roster there. And now that, unfortunately, a lot of injuries have occurred, he's the main guy there now. And I think with him knowing the playbook the best out of everyone on that roster at this point, He's going to see a good workload in week one. And we know the Raiders last year, they were terrible against running backs. They weren't very good. And Monday night football game, uh, they're going to try to put their team on display there and show what they're able to do, especially with everyone messing with their run game right now. They're going to be like, hey, we can run the ball no matter who's back there. And I think Taysom Williams uh, steals a show, honestly, in week one. So he's my guy for my start sleeper of the week. So, And Jibs, we're going over to the bus, my friend. Who do we got for the bus at RB? David Montgomery, and I know he should be in line for a decent opportunity running in the running game, but I'm not a big believer. I'm a big believer in the Rams this year. Totality, I definitely placed a significant uh, portion of a wager for them to go pretty far, so hoping that goes out. But um, I, I'm figuring the Bears are going to be playing catch-up in this Whoa. Catch-up in this game. <laughs> and... Um, the Rams were a stingy fancy defense in 2020. As long as they have Aaron Donald, any running backs going to have their work cut up for them. They only allowed 75 rushing yards per game on an average of running backs last year. And the silver lining for Monty this week will is be if he could actually have a good involvement in the passing game. I think that's where he'll get some fancy points or a good portion because they do allow running backs to catch five passes per game. So other than that, like if it's like a half PPR league, like I think it's going to be um, a tough, tough outing for him. So I'm not really a fan of Monty this week and some of the site's projections on him. Yes, I, I can agree that Monty's a good set this week. But our boy Kyle's got a question for us, Jibs. Now, you, you mentioned Jalen Hurts is a good option this week. He asked, should he stack him and Devontae Smith against that Falcon team? He would have had to bench Juju, Mike Evans, Joe Mixon or Chris Carson tonight. My week one advice for you is always start your studs, if, unless they're. I would be okay, Kyle. Personally, take Evans out. I don't card, like that. I, I would take no Juju out. Oh, I, Juju. I would take Juju out, honestly. Because yeah. um, Juju, I feel like presents a floor, and if you're looking for a floor play, I think that's Juju. But I, we don't know what Devonta Smith is able to do, and we know that this Falcons secondary is atrocious and. If we expect Hurts to take that big step like we were talking about, especially as a as a good start this week, he's got to throw the ball to someone. So uh, it's a risky play, but it could also be a big reward for you. Uh, if you want to take that upside play, I think sitting Juju and putting Devontae Smith in, it wouldn't be a crazy move, honestly. I, I'd be okay with something like that if I had that kind of sa- stack, if I wanted to get the stack. 684 and one touchdown. 684 and one touchdown for Devontae Smith? All right, I mean, that's what, Kyle, that's, feeling. That's, uh, Kyle, feeling. that's that's uh, that's almost twenty fantasy points right there, man. So uh, uh, that's that's your cake at that point, my friend. But uh, I would be okay sending Juju for Smiths this week if I had to. 
All right. So back to what you, my RB now, I think at this the point, the busty, the busty, my RB bust. Yes. Yes. So my RB bust this week is, is Mike Davis. Um, again, I've never been a Mike Davis fan all, all season, honestly, but uh, the one thing I know about your Eagles jibs is that they got a pretty good front seven there. Hell yeah. The Fox is a beast. And I expect this Falcons team to be behind in this game very quickly. And I don't think Mike Davis gets more than 12 carries, if that, in this game here. And I just don't see him seeing enough work in the passing the, uh, the passing game to really do anything great. Again, the Eagles were really good last year against the run. Their team is back and healthy now. And I think if you start Mike Davis as an RB2 or even as a flex this season, I think, he, not this season, but in this week here, it could end up being really bug trouble. So for me, Mike Davis is my bust of the week at the RB position. So uh, Jibs, let's see. Do we have another question? Uh, there we go. Thanks, guys. Juju was the one I was, I was thinking of sitting. No problem, Kyle, buddy. All uh, right. So some other RB starts and sits, Jibs. Do you have any other people you want to mention at mine that you really like or dislike this week? I love Raheem Mostert this week against the Lions. I think that defense is just another dog beater, dumpster fire. Um, kind of shaky starting like the Denver Broncos running backs against the Giants. Good front seven. They're kind of their defensive run seven is kind of un, um, underrated to say the least. And then um, don't think I have another. If I think of one, I'll definitely. All right, all right. Uh, so let's see here. Um, I got a couple here. Uh, if, if Austin Eckler is good to go, I probably would sit him this week, honestly. Uh, I mean, he doesn't look great already. If he does start, I don't know if he plays an entire game here. I'd be sitting Austin Eckler this week because a hamstring injury is something that does reoccur. Um, and if it reoccurs within such a short window right now that he's been out currently, he might end up playing the game, but end up leaving the game or not playing a full game. It, it might be okay to sit him, unfortunately, this week, even though he was probably your number one overall pick in your guys' drafts. Um, and if Austin Eckler's out, I wouldn't start anyone from the, the Chargers' backfield at all. Um, I wouldn't start anybody probably from the Jets. Uh, there's too much stuff going around there. Uh, Gaskins is a, is okay start. I probably wouldn't start Damien Harris. Uh, against that Miami front seven there. It, it is really good. I think they'll stop him somehow. Uh, trying to think of somebody else here. Do you start Cream Hunt chips? Do you play Cream Hunt as a flex? You're on mute, I, I wouldn't. No? I, I wouldn't. I think you'll have, like, a, at least a receiver that could get you the same opportunity. Okay. okay. I respect it. I respect it. What about a guy like Tony Jones? What? Tony Jones, the new backup to Alvin Kamara. We didn't get a chance to talk about him, but against that Packers poor run defense last year, would you start him at all? I don't think so. You got to see what his workload will be. All right, you could just right. be getting five carries and you're just left with nothing. That is very true. I can't argue with I, that. I, so just, my, I just can't be starting these waiver wire guys, like unless it's like 100% like they're like the guy going into the game. Like You just don't know what the role is. That's why exactly. I was just kind of saying, yeah, start your studs. And I respect it. Don't I get do cute. It. Don't get cute. Yeah, that's a good that's a good advice to take in early, especially in week one. Don't get cute. Play your studs. Uh, I probably wouldn't start Tony Jones either. It just really doesn't make a lot of sense there. Um, trying to see if any. There's a couple other plays. I, I hate Miles Sanders up. for season long, but I like him this week for against the Falcons. I'll say that. I I do too. I while, think he's fresh, while he's fresh. Yes, that, that while he's fresh, I like that as well. 
Uh, do you start the Cardinals running backs? I'll start Chase, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. I'm okay starting Chase Edmonds. I think he's a good flex option this week for sure. I'm trying to think who else could we talk about here? What about Josh Jacobs? Do you start Josh Jacobs against the Baltimore team now? What was that? I'm sorry. Josh Jacobs. Do you start Josh Jacobs against the Ravens? Hmm. Mm, I don't think I would. Uh, it's she, I uh, think, he'll be a flex for me, but like I gotta like sift through options. He's not gonna be like my RB two. I don't think for the. Week. I'd be okay flexing him honestly. I would be okay. I think he gets enough work on the on the ground in his volume. Uh, I'm okay with that. So, boy, Kyle said that he has to have. I have Connor starting in a couple spots. I mean, yeah, he, he could end up being the lead guy there, Kyle. He it, could be very much well. We don't know. That's the thing. It's very, it's very unknown. So he could end up being the guy. And we're talking about everyone's talking about Edmonds, and it could be Connor for all we know. So, it, that's an that's again. I probably wouldn't start him if I didn't have to. But if you have to, I mean, you should feel somewhat confident that it could end up being a good thing for you. So. All right, all right, all right. So let's head over to the wide receivers now. Wide receiver sleeper gym of the week. Who do you got? Michael Pittman Jr. And he is the number one option with T.Y. presumably out. We did have some news that um, Paris Campbell had a little – I guess he was limited at practice, to say the least. So, you know, like it's kind of just pointing in the direction that he's going to be the guy for Carson Wentz's hobble ass for week one. But um, if you guys didn't know um, – Seahawks were just terrible against quarterbacks and wide receivers last year. They gave up 300 passing yards, which ranked second in fantasy. They gave up the six most wide receiver points. That's 34 PPR points per game. And they gave up the third most receiving yards to a wide receivers per game. It's 205 yards per game. So if you're telling me T.Y. is out, Paris Campbell might be in and out, and they are just basically running uh, wide receiver four committee and some tight ends and Michael Pittman's going to be on the field. I want that. I think he's going to have a big portion of that 200 yards receiving, you know? Right. No, I mean, I can't disagree with you. People, I know I talked to somebody about starting Pittman. I was like, no, like he's the wide receiver one on a team where there's no TY right now. They have to throw the ball. I mean, it's got to go somewhere. And I think Michael Pittman is going to be the biggest benefactor out of it. So uh, I like that one there, Jibs, a lot. Um, my sleeper of the week with I went with Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, against that Houston front, uh, Houston defense, not front, Houston defense. I think Trevor Lawrence leans on his veteran very big in this first week of the season. Here, uh, it seemed like, and I watched again. I watched preseason again. It's not a big thing, obviously, all the preseason action, but you know, it seemed like he loved to target him early on and often. And I think this, the way this game is going to go, which could be somewhat of a, sh- a shootout kind of game. I think Marvin Jones ends up having a really good game here. And I think he's like outside the top 30 right now in terms of wide receivers. I think he can end up finishing as a top 24 wide receiver this week. So uh, I like Marvin Jones uh, as a nice sleeper this week in fantasy. That was a good pick. I like that. You got me considering some of my options. (laughs) That's what we do here, man. All right. So uh, the bust side of the ball here, who do you have as your wide receiver bust of the week? Kenny Galladay, Obel Beckham. Oof. <laughs> just let's go on. Um, my actual bus is Marquez Callaway. And on the flip side Ooh. to my Michael Pittman note, Callaway is another presumed 
number one option on their team. But unlike Pittman, he has to go against a top cornerback and Jair Alexander, huge fan. And collectively, the Packers gave up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, just under 145 yards per game, which is equates to 26 PPR points, which Callaway could have a good chunk of. But I just think Jair Alexander's coverage on him, and without, I, I think even um even doesn't matter. Traycon Smith's going to be. I think he was out of practice today, absent from practice. So I kind of put more pressure on him to kind of be that guy on the field and you never know what if they just roll coverage and tells Jameis to beat us somewhere else you don't know Jair Zander held plenty of uh good guys and locked them down so that's just my uh take on why Marquez Callaway could be a best this week I don't hate that I don't hate that at all uh because unfortunately I'm starting Callaway because I, I have to but the same thing with Pittman I feel like someone has to get the ball and maybe he doesn't because they do have Alvin Kamara there um, I did hear someone say that um, Jameer Alexander is more of a one-sided cornerback, so it may be possible if Marquez does get moved around. But again, who knows what this Saints team is going to do there. And if they keep him, especially on his side of the ball, it might end up being a bad day for Callaway, who we all love coming out uh, at preseason. So, again, I don't hate it for sure, but there's, I feel like he might end up just with the volume alone end up beating that. But again, we don't know. So... Uh, for my wide receiver bust of the week, I went with Allen Robinson against that Rams core amazing secondary that they have there. And, and my reason is you have Andy Dalton here. Again, he's not a horrible quarterback. And, you know, Allen Robinson did put four for 70 up last time around. But, you know, it's week one of the season here. Uh, this this Rams team is angry and hungry to want to, like, get back to what they were doing, you know, two years ago. And I think. He's probably going to be locked down on Jalen Ramsey most of the night here because Jalen Ramsey will move around a little bit on this field here. And it could end up being a night where it just doesn't work out for this Bears team. I feel like the Sunday night game is going to be really quiet and very poor for us, unfortunately. And I think if you have another guy with a better option, I know probably Allen Robinson is your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two, whatever it may be. Uh, it could end up being a really bad week for him, and he could end up underperforming what we expect out of him on a more than a week-to-week basis. So. For me, Allen Robinson is my bust at wide receiver this week. All right, Jibs, back to the other wide receivers now. Do you have any more wide receivers you really like? Other wide well, receivers you want to start? You said I gave you some sits already, and if you didn't hurt them, it's Odell Beckham, Kenny Galladay. Some starts I do like. I love T. Higgins this week. I love Jerry Judy. I love. Uh, Devontae Smith, I love a lot of wide receivers. Robbie Anderson, revenge game. I think they're they're going to get that first touchdown. Just stick it to the Jets. And then, um, obviously, people who are listening in right now, I love Antonio Brown tonight, too. So. Yes, yes. If you're listening right now, Antonio Brown is a good one, yes. Won't help anyone who listens to this tomorrow, but tonight, yes. Um, what about the Bengals receivers? Do you want to start any Bengals wide receiver this week? Tyler Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I guess I'll start Chase too, just for the fact. But I have more my confidence rating goes Higgins, Boyd, and then Chase. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think mine is still Boyd number one. Higgins is right below, and then Chase is down. Just for week one, I think that could very much change come midseason. Uh, I wouldn't want to start Chase week one, honestly. I, I'm not about it. What about the Steelers wide receivers? You know, we talked about Juju as a guy who could, you could sit. Do you start Chase? Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson for sure, or 
I think you can start Deontay Johnson for sure. And depending on your league format, if it's like half PPR standard, I'll start Claypool. More PPR, maybe Juju. But those guys are just going to be all within your little flex decisions where you're going to be asking the Twitter sphere or whoever you love to figure out who you want to play. So um, I, I think they're those two are flex options to me, for me. Okay. Or yeah, good like wide it. receiver threes. I like it. I like it. Um, a couple of the wide receivers you could start sleeper status is Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuels against that line. Very bad line secondary. Um, that's definitely a good play. Uh, let's see here. Do you start the Bron- – I don't know if you said Jerry Judy. I think you might have mentioned him, but Jerry Judy and Quentin Sutton, do you start them against the Giants? I feel confident. I, it's just going it, to – it all depends, though, because, like, the Giants definitely – gotten better on defense and they do have a decent secondary core to say the least so it's not going to be easy pickings for either of them but i still think that's going to be a game and there's going to be some points there so i'm not mad at court and sudden especially with them saying today like you got a little like a nice little glimmer of hope that uh he's back on track he's turned the corner since from that knee injury so you gotta think he's ready to go right right no i don't hate that whatsoever so um, let's see here. We got a couple other sleepers like Brandon Cooks is decent option. Corey Love Davis it. is startable. Levisha Chanel uh, can can definitely be a start. Uh, some busts. I mean, Keenan Allen and Terry McLaurin they play each other, and it's their tough walk, tough secondaries as as for week one. It could end up being a fluke game for both of them, uh, having a kind of underperforming game this week. I mean, I wouldn't sit them, but I just would be expert lower your expectation for their week one uh, fantasy value. Um, going back down here a little bit, let's see if we can talk about some other guys. You know, like, are you okay starting Russell Gage, Mikkel Harmon this week? Yeah, as yeah. flexes, like low end flexes, especially if you're playing in a three wide receiver league. Decent flexes for sure. I think Hollywood Brown could be definitely a boomer bust flex this week. Uh, let's see. The week here. one specials. Week one specials, yes. Yeah. Wide receiver two. Get Sammy Watkins in your starting lineup, whatever you do. <laughs> oh, um, Mike Williams is probably a sit for me. Devontae Parker is probably a sit. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I do like as a yeah, sleeper. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How do you feel on him? I feel I like Waddle's, I think, is a good sleeper this week. Again, it's a risky start, a play, but it, he's definitely a sleeper for sure. Uh, let's see. Is there anyone else I kind of want to mention here? Uh, so about the Patriots, Jacoby Myers. Uh, I'm not interested in starting them week one, honestly. The Dolphins do have one of the better secondaries uh, in the NFL, so I'm not really that thrilled to want to start either one of them, any any of the three, honestly, that are there. So I'd probably lay off them this week, unfortunately. All right, so let's get over to the last part of our night here, the tight ends. So, Jibs, who's your sleeper tight end this week? Mine is, Ty- mine is Tyler Higby. The Bears basically were just atrocious to- for with against tight ends last year, I felt like from like week one to like pretty much like past week ten, like they gave up a touchdown at least per game, but they ended up um, averaging like point nine touchdowns per game, which was pretty remarkable for at their status last year. But second most points, they give up twelve. 13 points, basically PPR points to the tight end position. And basically I like them because I think there's going to be points scored in that game. And there's no Gerald Everett. I know they have to lean on Woods and Cooper Cup, but still we've seen flashes. Maybe he is a flash in a pan, but he's shown that when he had the opportunity and he was by himself that he could be a reliable passing option in this game, uh, receiving game. So we'll see 
what Sean McVay decides if he wants to roll in his little other tight ends. But for me, I, I like it. Um, Pigby this week. I like that a lot there. Uh, for me, I'm going with uh, Tyler Conklin, someone you could kind of stream and pick off waivers this week here. I know they just brought over Chris Herndon, but Chris Herndon has not been a, a has been a disappointment up to a, past his rookie season here. And Conklin had some decent work last year, and he knows the playbook very well. And they play a Cincinnati Bengals off defense that, well, was very favorable to tight ends last year. They were bottom ten in terms of you know points uh, allowed, uh, not allowed. And I think with them focusing on the wide receivers and Dalvin Cook, Conklin could end up having a pretty solid week one game that gives him that kind of tight end one status uh, that people are going to want to go out there and get probably after after week one is over. So uh, Conklin's my sleeper this week. So and Jibs, your bust, man. Who's your bust this week? My boy, TJ Hawkinson. Ooh, okay. And it's just because he's facing that feisty San Francisco defense. And last year, they only gave up six fantasy points to tight ends. That's like basically your low end, like waiver wild, waiver wild fodder. So, um, TJ Hawkinson is definitely a good tight end. I think he's going to have to have a lot of volume for him to kind of turn out a good game. And like the San Francisco defense was riddled, uh, riddled injuries last year. And now they have everyone back. And if they only gave up six fancy points to tight ends last year, I only could imagine what they could give up now. So for me, it's a cautious approach. You'll still start him because tight ends are a dime a dozen. And he's a guy that you picked up within that, that first six rounds. So start him, but you don't respect what the projections are showing you. It's going to be a tough outing. He needs that touchdown. And they only gave up four last year. So it's going to be, very, very tough. And I respect that. Uh, speaking of touchdowns, uh, I think this guy is the only way he's getting a, a good game is through a touchdown this week, and it's Noah Fant, uh, the Broncos starting tight end. He does play the New York Giants. The New York Giants were terrible against tight ends last year. They were they were better than average than most people put them, gave them credit for last year. And with Teddy Bridgewater already thrown to, you know, Judy and Cortland Sutton, I uh, I would be scared a little bit that he sees enough target share to really put up good numbers week one. I think he's going to be a guy all season who's going to be more of a touchdown bust kind of guy and and just not offer us the the tight end one upside that we think he's capable of because of his talent. But uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater kind of holds him back a little bit this season here. And I think he ends up having a kind of a mediocre poor week one that makes him not really favorable for us in fantasy. So uh, no fan is my bust of the week. So. All right, Jibs, uh, in terms of some more, oh, that's not the right one. Uh, in terms of some more tight ends and sleepers, is there anyone else you really like this week you want, you want to talk about or dislike? It's tough. Uh, it's very tight ends suck. They, tight they're ends all going to bust. It's, it's very tough. <laughs> but put it in perspective, I guess. Darren Arnold, a really late tight end, I think could be interesting. Uh, Tyler, you mentioned Tyler Croft, right? You, um, I, Tyler Croft would be interesting. Uh, trying to think of who else. I like Logan Thomas a little bit better. Logan Thomas usual. should have a fine game. Me. Some other ones. I mean, the guys I don't really care for. I mean, I don't know if I want to start either one of the New England art tight ends. Or maybe just Jonu, not Hunter Henry just yet. I'm trying to think who else here. Eric Ebron's a nice sleeper. I don't like Jarrett Cook this much this week. I'm trying Joe to think Brown. 
Everyone else, I mean, the top guys are really good by side out of Andrews, but uh, it's not the best week to really give you some starts and sleepers at the tight end position. So, well, I'm gonna ride with my boy sleeper Anthony Ferkster. There you Anthony go. Anthony Ferkster. Okay, I guess so. Sleeper, it's not horrible. I, I'm, I'm just throwing the name out. I got to stick with my guy. That I've been <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Jones killed it. He did. He did. Hopefully he does better than that. But uh, that is our week one start and sits, guys. Uh, please know if you want something else added to it. I kind of want to customize it so it kind of helps you guys out. Whatever I can do to, you know, give you guys a better format for us to really give you guys more content if you want. Uh, I'm going to try to change things up next. We can do something a little more more creative, hopefully, for us. But uh, we thank you guys for tuning in watching tonight. Week one is just upon us. Uh, hopefully you guys get to enjoy Thursday night football like we get to do. And if you have any questions, come Sunday, don't don't be afraid to hit us up on Twitter uh, over at Coaches Fantasy. We'll be answering questions all Sunday morning. You can hit up me and Jibs' personal accounts, too, uh, over at mine's uh, Coach Stephen P. And Jibs' hot take honcho. Uh, if you want to hit us up with Twitter questions there on Sunday, please do so because we'll all be up there kind of just – giving as much advice as we possibly can here for you guys. And as always, go follow our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We'll have some things popping out throughout the rest of this weekend here. Like I said, uh, the fantasy coaches are trying to really up their game and trying to provide you guys as much possible content. We will be doing five episodes a week this year. Uh, you know, you'll get the start and sits here on Thursday. We have our dynasty episode on Wednesday. The assistant coaches will begin on Tuesday. Uh, you know, me and Jibs' waiver wire show will be Mondays and then uh, for me on Sundays or Monday morning when you listen to it, uh, you know, I'll do my weekend recaps, a quick 25, 30 minute episode to kind of help you guys find out what the hell happened this past weekend, because there's going to be a lot. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We're finally here. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We'll be back on Sunday or Monday, depending on when you're listening. So take care, guys, and have a great one. Get back soon, Austin Eckler. <laughs> the bag is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running. Track. Listen up, Jack. I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. Go.